0: It's called Spider-Man, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I just want to let you know that you have caught me. You have all of me in your web, you spot. the ground keep me down now because I love
1: love love this sound
2: this is episode 248 for September 2013 Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome back to another late night, Friday night recording. Uh, It's 10 in the evening where I'm uh, at in Missouri, and uh, we're going to go late into the night. And let me tell you who's on the panel that's going to go late into the night with me. That sounds odd. Uh, We have Kevin. Welcome, Kev. What time is it in California right about now? Uh, In California, it is 8.14, so I'm not doing as bad as you guys. (laughs) Well, thank you for being on. I appreciate that. That show with George was a lot of fun last month. We're going to do that in a couple weeks. God, yes, I'm
1: excited to be doing some podcasting with George again.
3: It was very fun,
2: and we have Jr. Welcome, Jr. You're an hour ahead of me. It's eleven o'clock, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's eleven fourteen, but uh, I'm I'm feeling hilariously idiosyncratic this evening, so maybe I'll be able to hang in there.
2: <laughs> Jesus, we got Stella on the line. It seems, uh, <laughs> and Mr. Bertoni, what's up, Josh?
4: Time, space, (laughs) gender, there are no rules anymore, all boundaries are breaking down in the wake of the superior future, the only thing that remains are the things that have stood the test of time, spider island hashtag, ends of the earth, and of course, the superior spider-man, with the strongest comic book logo ever designed a logo that fits all of the logos inside of it this is the future because this is the past I've seen Peter and his friends go through a lot of issues in their lives I've seen Harry's drug addiction Nora's unemployment I've seen Betty and Flash in a relationship that tore their hearts apart without ever being able to accept that love drove the pain when I was ten years old my parents gave me a Jack Kirby comic I cried the whole time. I was not able to comprehend the beauty that was before me. I just wanted to go home. This is what Superior Spider-Man will do for you. It's a bridge to the world. It has Marvel's AR app. The Point Now issue will be available in 2014. You can see any art from Ramos to not Ramos with Superior Spider-Man. You have the connection to everything in time and space. Spidey, it's time to come home.
2: <laughs>
4: wow. That was really, really obscure. <laughs> I don't know if any of the listeners will say
2: That's, wow. <laughs> okay, follow that, Chris.
0: <laughs> well, well, I'm podcasting just a few miles away from an evacuation zone. Uh, oh, my. Due, due to What's going on? Due to flooding. The um, <laughs> four people have died in this flood, and, um, that's hilarious. And, and, wow, yeah, that's
2: awful. Yeah, no,
0: it's, it, it is awful. It is awful. Uh, but uh, and the Nat- National Weather Service has uh, referred to it as biblical. In fact, um, wow. but luckily enough, my exact spot where my apartment building stands is dry, uh, so I can crawl space it up with my bros tonight. Um, but if any of our listeners uh, have been uh, or are being affected by this, you know, my heart goes out to you. Wow.
2: Uh, Don, what's going on, sir?
5: Hello. Um, It's funny because we're recording this. We're actually talking, you know, live and in person with each other. But I've been listening to you guys for the past two weeks straight. I have taken on a second job as a pizza boy. So you know I'm getting laid a lot. And um, I'm always listen- listening to podcasts in between drives, and I've been listening to Crawl Space day after day after day, like through all, all the different eras, the Stella era, the Bailey era, the George era. So I'm listening. Like, I've heard Brad every single day in my ears, and now I hear him again. Wow.
2: I don't know what to say to that. How many episodes so you, as, have you listened
5: as, to? As, you, as you can imagine, I'm quite sick of all of you. Uh, <laughs> how many like episodes?
2: Give me a time frame. How many episodes have you listened to in space of what ten days or what? I don't know. Uh,
5: well, I work a lot. We're like six days a week at this place, and like, uh, I, I listen to I listen to one crawl space at least once, if not two, yeah. in in a shift. Um, I want to say it's been like at least twenty twenty five episodes. Also. My heavens,
2: heavens! Uh, you can listen to them if what like Don. How's this for a segue on iTunes? Hey. <laughs> And uh, we got a little news from iTunes. Uh, If you go to the top charts in the uh, TV and film category, the Crawl Space this week was the 76th most popular podcast in the TV and film category. What do you think of that, guys? Congratulations!
5: Who did you sleep with, sir? Uh,
2: Well, it's it's a group effort. No, I didn't sleep with anybody. Me and uh, Steve Jobs, (laughs) the married man, didn't sleep with anyone. And uh, the the podcast that beat us was up yours. No, wait a minute. Yeah, up yours downstairs. Excuse down, me. Down, up yours downstairs. Downton Abbey podcast. Oh. They were they were number five. Well, and we got to do better than that. And uh, <laughs> the the Empire Magazine Film Podcast was number seventy four. However, we beat the Jew Cast. Hi, Cast. Yeah, we beat that, and we also beat Kevin Pollock's chat show.
1: And, so, uh, who
2: else do we beat, Brad? Oh, uh, we beat. Uh, let's see, People Magazine, their podcast. Any comic we beat companies? The, we beat the Marvel podcast. Do you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> kind of surprising. Also, I was shocked about that, <laughs> and also the Scrubs. Evidently, that show has a podcast <laughs> produced by NBC still. And, uh, it wasn't
4: even was on a, NBC for its final year.
2: <laughs> I know, but evidently people will listen to a podcast about it. We also beat the USA Today's podcast about pop culture and the Disney Channel podcast, which is odd. That's just, hmm. Anyway, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening after all these years. And, and maybe I'm in the top 100 because of Don. I just realized this. I don't know. <laughs> because of me? <laughs> Yeah, cause of you you're downloading them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought you meant tough, because man. of his
4: contributions, you know. But no, just just him <laughs> clicking the download
5: button. I've been mainlining the podcast and building it up.
2: Yeah, Don's been putting us in the top hundred, so thank you much, Don. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, also, we have uh, one new iTunes review. I want to thank Mr. Jacob. Blowbomb, I think is how you say his last name, he uh, gave us a spectacular header with a five out of five stars, he says this is the best Spider-Man podcast out there, everyone knows their stuff about the Webhead, and the This Month in Spider History segment is, drumroll, the best! <laughs> well,
3: well. Very good. That might be worth staying up another fifteen minutes for <laughs> uh
2: you know they're coming out of the woodwork j r when you said that when that one guy said that he didn't like it there you've had at least ten for his one I tell you,
3: <laughs> and you know what the fact that he didn't like it didn't bother me in the slightest really I just, but i having a lot of I was having a lot of fun with it though.
2: I agree. All right, we're going to tackle two issue reviews uh, at the top of this show. We're going to uh, tackle Superior Spider-Man number sixteen, written by Slot and Ramos, who is Ramos this time, as uh, Bertoni likes to say. And who's got this one? Who's going to review this one? That's I'll me, talk. Brad. Hit it, Kev. I'm going to start the show out with some Superior Spider-Man number sixteen. All
1: right, hit it brother Okay, if you remember where we left off The Superior Spider-Man has announced Phil Yurik's identity as the Hobgoblin On every channel And that makes for a pretty packed newsroom at the Bugle Where Robbie Robertson threatens to fire Anyone who posts anything Anywhere about it But Spidey continues to pontificate on the TV Including recounting The story of Peter Parker letting Uncle Ben's Killer pass by him Even though he's not supposed to have Peter's memories anymore But hey, whatever Uh, It doesn't take long for Spidey to be alerted to uh, the location of Phil Urich, though. Um, So, as Nora confronts her boyfriend with what is now the obvious truth, Spider-Man comes in through the window and basically turns it into a showdown. Then Phil pulls his huge honking fire sword from what must be some luxuriously spacious jeans and threatens Nora with it. Or, as the reporter in the next panel describes it, takes a hostage at knife point. We then get a brief interview or uh, interlude I mean with Tiberius Stone, which uh, just reminds us that he 's not a nice guy and he'll be back next issue then we 're on to the Wraith who has one of Spidey 's goons at her mercy for questioning, uh, although how she 's getting an accurate polygraph reading from her strips of cloth while she 's pumping the air full of fear gas is anyone 's guess. <laughs> the goon turns out to be clean, but his bank account information leads Carly, who is back in her apartment doing her best Oracle impression, uh, to a huge bank account in the Caymans, and she knows that the real Spider-Man uh, cannot even manage a checkbook.
2: And that, that image on her t-shirt, Josh, that's a Minecraft image, is that right, where all the kids
4: love? Yeah, that, that that's a creeper. I showed that to the kids, and they got all excited. Okay. And she uh, says creep in the panel where she uh, has a creeper shirt, too.
1: Mm, uh-huh, okay. stuff for the kids I missed. I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So who's
4: the well, uh, Minecraft fan, Slaughter Ramos?
1: Probably Ramos.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: go ahead, Kev. Yeah, back out of the uh, little side plots into the main story, Nora frees herself from Phil, and Spidey detonates the subdermal subdermal nano tracers that he placed in Phil's chest. Then he tackles him out the window. Uh, Elsewhere, the Green Goblin orders Menace, who's now apparently a resident of the World of Warcraft, going by her new costume, (laughs) uh, to go collect Phil. Spidey damn near beheads Phil with his own fire sword, but, you know, a nicely timed scolding call from Captain America stops him, and he turns Phil over to the authorities instead. Robbie Robertson, meanwhile, sidelines Phil Yurik for the time being, but he fires Nora, though in a very fatherly way. (laughs) <laughs> Phil is apparently being transported to prison with no more security than a truck full of ho-hos, so
3: <laughs>
1: breaks him just right the hell out.
3: Ho-ho! <laughs>
1: He's taken to the Green Goblin, where he is christened the Goblin Knight with a new costume, so shoulder-patty and pouch-tastic that I asked 90s Cable himself what he thought of it, and all he could say was, damn.
5: <laughs> well done
2: and nice, we're nice. left for this issue there's a giant pumpkin on his shoulder pad did
1: you notice <laughs> there's the giant flag- pumpkins oh. on both of his shoulders on his knees they've padded the living crap out of him and a pouch cool. everywhere there's not a pad
5: it's, it's like a jack-o'-lantern more than a pumpkin he actually carved faces into it <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. Kevin, give me some pros, some cons, and a grade, sir. Well, on the pros side, it was actually an enjoyable read. Um, it really kind of fell apart in the ways that I pointed out on the second read when I went back through it with a more critical eye to do the rundown. Um, but on the first read, I, I had fun. You know, I didn't really have much of a problem with it. Uh, I thought Ramos's art was better than usual. You know, he has his his better months and his not-so-better months, let's say, and this was one of the better ones, I thought.
2: Yep. And a con? Um, I think I already made most
1: of those clear in my rundown. Um, yeah. One of the big ones that you really can't ignore is how in the hell does he remember what happened to Peter Parker when he scrubbed Peter Parker's memories? Because I feel like recently he referred to, like, remembering something from Peter's memories, which that's not how that should work.
0: I, I think I know how th- how that's supposed to work, though. For some reason, I have it in my head. That he still remembers the memories that he specifically accessed while he had them, but he doesn't remember anything that he hadn't gone to explicitly. Yeah, I don't what know actually when he explained it on Twitter. Oh, see, that- oh no! Oh, he did! Oh, oh no! <laughs> that, that's why I understand it because I read his Twitter. Uh, he
4: said that like it's basically like a book. He remember like the Parker memories are a library, and he remembers the books that he already read. But he doesn't have, like, but he can't go to the library to check any more outs. That makes sense, though.
2: When did this happen?
1: It's I, like, no, when, God,
4: sense. The, the, the I Parker memory is, like, spider sense. It's whatever's more convenient for the story. Because I thought that the whole point at the end of 700 was that, like, he was getting all the Parker memories running through him at once. And that's why he was having that breakdown when it was, you yeah, want to was- be a genie, you got it.
2: I thought he still had access to the memories. He destroyed well,
4: them. He we covered them. that issue. Know, no whole issue about it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Is that when the Ghost Peter died? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, he purged right. Peter Parker's memories, and he's made reference since then about uh, you know t- this would be a good time to have those memories, but I don't. And then the like Parker a activity. couple issues ago or something, he said something about I remember that from Peter's memories. Which I'm sorry, but you can't just say okay, so I have my memories and I have Peter Parker's memories and then I have some memories of his memories from accessing his memories that are now in my (laughs) memories, and I'm just going to purge his memories, but it's going to leave me with my memories of his memories. On the corner of
2: my mind. Accessing memory files. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Accessing Barbara Streisand. (laughs) It it seems like a gigantic cheat to me.
2: Oh. Wow. All right, uh, Kevin, your grade. I'm giving it a
1: B. Not great, but entertaining.
2: Okay, let's go around the horn for grades, and we'll do pros and cons. Uh, JR, grade. B minus. Josh. A.
5: Chris. B plus. Donovan. B plus. Oh, Chris already said that. Well, I'll give it a B plus two. (laughs) Okay.
2: B plus two. Okay. Uh, It's like an algebra equation. I'll give it an A minus. I liked it quite a bit. Let's do pros around the horn. What do you guys think? I'll throw me some pros. I'll
0: throw you a pro, Brad. Um, my main pro is just the, the suspenseful, tense atmosphere with Phil in the mm-hmm. daily bugle. I think you can feel the sort of cornered animal could snap at any time, vibe all the way through, and it was keeping me turning pages and engaged in the story. So I, I you know since that was the main thrust of the issue, I like this issue.
2: A pro for me is i like i like action in the daily bugle. We haven't had that in a long time
0: i know that and I, I like uh Robbie and
2: he he had something to do in this issue and he hasn't had anything to do in a long time
0: okay well let me let me uh I'll get back to that when i it's time for con <laughs> oh, this is going someone
5: didn't likere if i okay. may, if i may be so bold uh yes I like, I like saying that phrase um <laughs> this is actually like like the the kind of Spider Man issue that I really like seeing, and we've we've not gotten this in a yeah. while, because it's one of those things where like the the immediate action and the plot all take place in a short amount of time, because yeah. it kind of made me remi- it kind of remi- reminded me that a lot of slots issues take place over the course of several days where you know a lot of crap happens that doesn't make any sense, but like this we see the action take place. As it folds out in real time, we see a lot of people having different reactions, and we see subplots occur while the main plot is happening. You know, as people are reacting to what's going on, and that—that that to me is Spider-Man. That's how a Spider-Man comic typically—I don't want to say the that how—that's how it should be done, but that's how I'm used to seeing it. And I was really happy seeing it here. And, um, like you said, Brett, we see Robbie, we see Ben Urich, and like, yeah, Peter yeah. doesn't work there anymore, but it, its nice seeing the Bugle guys, you know, even though the, like ninety-eight percent of them are gone. And it was organic yeah. to the story too. Exactly. Uh, What
2: do you got, Josh?
4: Yeah, speaking of organic to the story, we've talked about before continuity porn versus, you know, like actual continuity references that serve the story. (laughs) I... Love. Uh, first of all, I love the use of the newscasters, kind of Dark Knight Return style, you know, throughout this talking about what's going on. But my favorite is like towards the end, the newscasters are like talking about what kind of a supervillain factory is Joe Robertson running over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they're naming all the people that work there, and even. Um, I haven't – I've joked about the Ned Leeds references in the past because the Ned Leeds references haven't made sense for reasons too much to explain here. But this was not only organic, but like, you know, it it made sense. Like, they addressed it like, well, Ned Leeds wasn't a really – a real Hobgoblin. Well, they're counting it anyway. And, but that line had me laughing, the whole, like, super yeah, factory that, thing. that and, was very
2: good. Which is something
4: that would be brought up in that situation. Like, it kills me in comic book situations where there's something that a character would legitimately bring up, and they don't. But I like this. The cliffhanger from the issue before had me really, really excited to see how this would turn out. And usually after a very tense cliffhanger, I get disappointed within the first few pages. But I think that was, this uh, yeah. kept it up, and it serviced the cliffhanger well.
5: Who's the Who's the girl that looks like Huntress in the news report saying we used to be in a support group for former Teen Heroes? Does anybody know who loners that is? or loners or something. <laughs> it's, it's a, no a loners, loners reference.
2: I have no idea who the actual girl is. Oh, uh, she's from New Warriors and oh, Hel- Cy- Cyclone maybe.
4: There's a. I, I, did, I didn't read loners, but I know from like. Uh, other people have told me that, up. like, it basically tra- helped transition Phil Yurik into becoming a supervillain before Big
3: Time. It's
2: interesting. Let me let me while I'm looking this up, Jr. Let me hear your pros.
3: Uh, my primary pro, at the risk of appearing dreadfully uncreative and stealing from Chris, uh, <laughs> is um, I, I just like the way that the, the tension in the Bugle offices, that just the circle was tightening around Phil. He kept trying to keep the car going, but you know, ever more unconvincingly. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, there's the circle kept getting tighter and tighter on him, and he just then he flipped. You know, he couldn't keep it up any longer. And I thought that was that was done really well.
2: Tur- I was mistaken. Turbo. That that was Turbo. That- Turbo. Oh, that was
5: Turbo.
2: Her name is Turbo. I I don't know where I got cyclone from. She's from that, that uh,
5: new Snail movie that's out. She's voiced by Ryan. No, she's the real. She's the villain from Wreck-It Ralph. She's the toy from uh, Jingle All the Way. She's
2: Machio, Mickey
5: Musashi. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh,
2: And she debuted in New Warriors number twenty-eight. Oh,
5: Mickey Musashi, awesome!
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's her name. And the what did I originally say? Cyclone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she had the torpedo armor which was a creation of the dire race I, that's, that's like a Mega Man
5: uh, villain did Dr. Wiley make that for her
2: I don't know man sounds like a complicated ass
1: you know, 90s concept is what it sounds like
5: she re- here. here we go
2: Deciding that she would not do, she would do more good with her education in journalism than advertising. Mickey retired the torpedo armor with the help of Fear, Phil Urich, and she got a job at the Los Angeles newspaper. And she founded a group called Excelsior, a s- support group for retired teenagers. Super, superheroes.
5: Retired and their teenagers. <laughs> Why the
2: holy hell is she appearing on the news right now in her costume? Then. That's true. Uh, They're live. It's the focus of short lived Loners miniseries. Whoopsie daisy. There you go. <laughs> That's who it was. That, you know, I still haven't. I've got like two or three Loners issues to read, but I, 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 I remember actually in the bought
1: first. I thought that time. trade, like, near the beginning of big time because I found
2: it for it's cheap, good. but I never did read it. See? Well, we have that comment on that book. Mickey Musashi! Mickey Musashi! M I C K E Y. <laughs> Moving on! Memos. yeah, uh, yeah, Never mind. us shit. Uh, all right. Uh, we got uh, Superior Seventeen. The wait, 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 wait a second. We haven't cons, done cons. cons. We have. Yeah, we haven't
0: done cons or Chris.
2: I got off on a Mickey Musashi. Don't you remember? We're
5: negative. Remember?
0: I'm so sorry. You, you haven't uh, given me a chance Chris, to, to rebut I, your point about Robbie. I was uh, getting excited. about himself before your rebuttal. Go ahead. Chris. Okay. Well, my con. Uh, is that I thought Robbie firing Nora right on the spot was a little too cold for that character. I mean, she just had her significant other, you know, revealed as a supervillain and like try to kill her with a sword made out of fire, like to her <laughs> neck, and then like ten minutes later, Robbie's like, you know, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. <laughs> you know, she, she didn't do anything wrong, and Robbie's just firing her to avoid a bad public perception because of her relationship with Phil and working with him. And I c- kind of always thought that Robbie was uh, more of a warmer character who would go to bat for the people under his wing, but. You know, that's not how, um, Slot writes him, and, uh, Slot has accomplished the feat of making me like Robbie less than I like Nora, which is, uh, oh, quite an accomplishment. Wow. Well, now you're depressing me. Yeah,
5: he, he, he treated, uh, he treated Phil better than Laura when when Phil was first assorted. He's like, wait, 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 we, we we don't know anything that we can't prove or whatever. And now he's like, Nora, time to go, kid. I, I don't know what I feel about
2: Robbie. I mean, do, do you guys agree with with Chris on this? I, I don't
5: I think the way that he did it was Robbie asking that He wasn't cold exactly, but the action itself was cold. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that Nora has a legitimate legal case on her hands. She should get herself a lawyer and say that's not this, this is an undue termination.
2: JR, what do you think about Robbie's
3: characterization? Well, actually I'm worried more about uh, Don practicing law without a license in the <laughs> in, in in you know right when we have someone with a law license with us, you know. I mean, uh, that's pretty dangerous there I'll but deal uh,
5: like
3: that. I I don't you know I Robbie sometimes has that uh, the journalistic integrity thing, you know, pretty pretty shoved pretty far up his ass sometimes. Uh, <laughs>
2: I, what a quote! What a quote! And, Hornacek, get that down. Hornacek, yeah. paging Hornacek. The, the,
3: <laughs> this no, this this really doesn't this doesn't surprise me. I I I, I think Nora compromised herself. She should have known better. I mean, it's it's. I'm, I don't have the issue sitting here in front of me, but. Uh, uh, of course, then again, Robbie, Robbie, how long did Robbie know that uh, Peter was Spider-Man and continued to to sell the Bugle photos of himself? So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, uh, uh, you know, like we were talking with Jonah, I guess, last podcast, you know, morals and integrity uh, in the Marvel Universe, I guess, are whatever the current writer decides they are.
5: Yeah. This would be an interesting uh, uh, subplot to kind of develop, like, whether this is right, or, right for him to do or not. But, of course, it won't happen. Well, on, on the subject of, like,
4: him doing it right after, seconds after she had a sword, you know, to her neck, it's not like in the Dicko issues when um, Betty Brandt like, saw the scorpion and had to go home sick. If Robbie hadn't done it right then and there, Nora was not going to go home. Nora was going to stay and try and be in the middle of things, so I think it was basically a now or never type thing, so if the, part of the issue is the timing of when he did it, I, I could see why he would. And... Um, I don't disagree with his decision. That doesn't mean that it's the right one, but I see I see the mentality behind it, because you, this is going to be a big scandal for the Bugle, because yeah. their integrity is you know in question now because they've been faking stories, and Nora is the co-author of all those fake stories, and I think that they just want to, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and like yeah. distance themselves from it as much as possible as quickly but, as possible. But
0: then then he's. He's making her into a scapegoat for anything, for something that you know she didn't knowingly do. Well, you know they Harvard, were.
1: He's not really the one making her into a scapegoat. I mean, she said herself in the issue, it was right in front of me. I saw all the pieces. I just chose not to look at them.
0: She begs to be fired. She, oh, all right. Well, and so, she, I'm out, she's I'm being out, I'm fired out. on
1: on the grounds of a she got her entire reputation off of these Hobgoblin stories that she was working closely with the Hobgoblin while she was sleeping with the Hobgoblin. And even if Robbie doesn't think she knew, uh, there's absolutely no way for any journalistic integrity for anything she publishes. And if he didn't fire her right now, the only other opportunity was to give her an assignment. She was going to start writing the Hobgoblin story. So I think he did it yeah. the right way at the right time, personally. If
5: you have an opinion on Nora Winter's firing, please write in at this <laughs> Any other cons that we haven't discussed? I, I, gotta, men- I gotta mention again, uh, you know, okay. the wacky- the adventures of Carly Cooper and, and the Wraith, and how I don't like it <laughs>
4: yeah, because no one else yeah. will.
5: But like, just just you know, now we follow the money, and then we'll prove that Spider-Man is not who he is. Just it, eat me. Well, I,
2: we'll we'll see him in ten, ten issues, won't we?
5: Well, we I mean, will is... see him the Cayman
4: Islands. Like, yeah. <laughs> under the, is is the bank going to be under the name Otto Octavius,
5: you <laughs> cretins? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but, I mean I I do think that like I again I am a general. I generally am a fan of Ramos more often than not, but I do think that his artwork is a bit inconsistent here. I think that uh, Phil looks appropriately crazy as the issue goes on, but, like, some of some of his, uh, Ramos's uh, iterations of the women, like, in the last page of Carly, like, her hand is melting into itself, as though it's, like, a melting a piece of ice cream or something. I don't know. It looks, and I don't, I don't really care for the look on her face, but that's a personal thing. It's not really, you know, why this issue sucks or anything. I just want to get that out there.
2: One uh, thing before we move on that i I always like is when uh, Phil says Uncle Ben, you know when Uncle Ben is uh bleeding you know because of the sound, etc. I think that's, uncle that's ben, awesome. but uncle uncle Ben and also the uh, the sound effect of when the uh, subdermal nano tracers detonated. anybody care to read what that's the sound effects are pock, pick pock, pick, pock, pick pock. exactly pock pick pock pick pock pick I just thought that was funny i don't know i I literally laughed at last. Laugh <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at the on, onomatopoeia, this is what I'm laughing at.
3: Well, it's no shit pal, but I guess it'll do.
2: <laughs> shit pal, yeah, no doubt, I love that. All right, let's move on to uh, number 17, uh, The Return of 2099. Who's got
0: this one? That, that'll be me, In, inter- it, interestingly enough, because I never read Peter David's uh, 2099 run, so this will be a fresh perspective. Exactly. Uh, so, so, so how does uh, Dan Slott introduce a new generation of readers to Miguel O'Hara and his mm-hmm. world? You know, an Age of Ultron tie-in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, I think it,
2: I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, know, it makes sense.
0: yeah. Well, the, so the events of Age of Ultron broke time, and the effects are being felt in the year 2099. And so we begin with Spider-Man 2099 fighting dinosaurs and World War One biplanes. So you know, I'm being introduced to the 2099 universe, you know, with it mixed in with a bunch of shit that doesn't belong there. So I guess that's sort of where I'm getting at with the why the Age of Ultron thing might be a problem. Um, and it, it gets. It gets confusing because at you know one point redcoats appear yelling an intruder hold sir and they start shooting at Spider Man so why are they calling Spider Man an intruder if if they're from the past why aren't they saying Jesus Christ we're in the future
5: This
2: is why we love Chris's issue re- recaps <laughs> Yeah so, I find so that the answer he- go on the Twitter
0: yeah. So so oh, God. so the head of Alchemex, which is the evil corporation in 2099 is Tyler Stone who who is uh Spidey 2099's biological father and something happening in 2013 is causing Tyler to start being erased from history which um, would cause Spidey 2099 to be erased from history. So uh, Spidey 2099 travels back in time to investigate that. So in the present day, the Horizon Labs employees are playing softball, and Otto Peter uses his full spider strength to hit the softball into the sky and completely out into the distance. And the reaction from his coworkers is, like, that's not in the spirit of the game. So and then like an FBI <laughs> an FBI helicopter lands on the um, softball field and the agents arrest Max Modell for harboring fugitives, housing dangerous materials, <laughs> and human experimentation. And then there's there's a brief scene with the goblins not doing anything. And then we're back <laughs> at the uh, we're back at the Horizon Building where Liz Allen and her entourage, which includes Normie, Jeez. arrive arrive and announce that Alan Chemical um, is um, taking over Horizon and they've uh, appointed Tiberius Stone as the new supervisor. Uh, Grady Scraps gets the idea that they should go back in time to take pictures of Tiberius Stone doing bad things so they can get some dirt on him. Uh, but when they turn on the time machine, Spider-Man 2099 pops out, and there's some dialogue suggesting that Alan Chemical is the Alchemex of 2099. Meanwhile, Spider-Man Octopus is chasing down Tiberius' limo and is about to punch Tiberius in the face when uh Spidey 2099 swoops into the rescue. And uh because Tiberius Stone is Tyler Stone's... Oh. Excuse me. T- Tiberius Stone is Tyler Stone's father and Miguel O'Hara's future grandfather, so Spidey Ninety nine needs to save Tiberius in the past so he could be born and save himself. And that's the end of that issue.
2: Cool. You've got to take
0: him to the enchantment under the sea dance.
2: Mar- Marty, it's your kids. Great Scott. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what what do you think of this one? Give me some pros and cons and well,
0: great, Chris. Alright. My Pro is that I thought the developments with Horizon and Liz Allen were interesting. Um, yeah. I, that is an interesting... It just sort of occurred to me today that that would make Liz Allen Ox Spidey's boss, which I think is, could be an interesting setup. Um, but my biggest pro, actually, was uh, how, how damn awesome Spider-Man 2099 looks when Ryan Stegman draws him. Uh, that, that is a cool-looking version of Spider-Man. Um, and my cons... You know, I, I sort of uh, incorporate them into my synopsis, so I, I'll, I don't need to repeat myself. And I'll just say that the good outweighed the bad. And so I'll, I'm going to give this one a B.
2: B? Oh. All right. Don, Donovan, what's your grade? Uh, I'll give it a B as well. Josh?
4: Are we doing our pros and cons or just our grade right now?
2: Just the grades. A. And JR? Gave it a B. And Kevin?
5: Big honking A. Because you were right about the whole Stone thing, that's why. Uh, you all right, that uh, ago,
4: didn't we? <laughs> I texted Kevin that day, and I was
0: like, you called it. He's like, no shit for Tony. <laughs> well, well, hold on a second. Kevin called it in the context of arguing that the superior Spider-Man would be Miguel O'Hara. so we're like, saying
1: we, I called. I just called yeah. that Tiberius Stone had a connection to Tyler Stone in Spider-Man 29. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying that in the yeah, overall the one context of the
2: discussion... Okay. <laughs> oh! Can, can the can the host get his grade out? My God! <laughs> in quiet, Brad. Uh, B- this is getting interesting. B B plus. I'll give it a B plus. I give it a uh, grade than Brad. I feel bad now.
4: No, you're all good. I'm on like happy pills this month. I'm just giving out A's.
2: <laughs> Make it rain with A's. All right, give me some pros panel.
5: Uh, pro Liz Allen. Uh, my con is also Liz Allen. <laughs>
2: Bertone, we're going to hit this up a little bit later. Refresh me how she got a chemical company. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about that all week. Is that Osborne Chemical? Is that what she's got, or what has she got? I'm oh was-
4: so happy that you called it Osborne Chemical. <laughs> Because I'm so tired of people getting them in the, it's actually Osborne English, but sometimes it's Osborne chemical. um, we think that this is a new company. Allen Chemical is a completely new creation. Don was like texting me, like up until when he was writing his review, like, have we figured out, <laughs> have we figured out where Allen Chemical comes from yet?
2: Yeah, we I have no clue. No, it, it it's
4: new. The last few times I've okay. seen Liz, she's like, first the last time that we saw her in a businesswoman role, it was doing Osborne Industries because that's what it's called, Osborne Industries. You know, okay. That is, it's not Oscorp. Oscorp is the other media. Anyway, um, and then we saw her as you know a baby mama, um, demanding that Harry give her child support, and then uh. now this is yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's just odd because. With the child support thing, I mean, it looked like she needed money, and well, he gave her money at the end of that arc. I know, but and why does to own big... a company for sake. I thing. guess that's the hell of a child support payment. I mean, God, God bless. Well, there's, there's like she was using a lot no, no, of
5: money. No, no, you, can, you can explain that. Come on.
4: Well, no, 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 <laughs> because a lot of her resources, if you read that story, were going to like uh, help her brother, who was the multi-man, yeah. and you know, now that he was no longer the multi-man at the end of that story, she no longer has to spend like. However much money it is a month. Plus, she's got connections, you know. She's and, and she has a rich family. It's yeah. I, I don't want to do the Bertoni's bio right now. Well, <laughs> I'm, almost, I, I'm actually no Bertone's
1: expert, part. so I'm just I'm literally asking this question. I'm not trying to you know propose a interrogatory. But um, who the hell is running Osborne Industries right now to begin with?
5: That is the thing. Because is it I, possible that she
1: could have, after Osborne pretty much you know got deposed, she could have maybe acquired Osborne Chemical for cheap?
5: When, uh, I, was, uh, Allen? when I was listening back to like the old episodes of the, of the Crawl Space, and I remember uh, uh, Kevin Bridge quitting against the issue where that explained how Harry came back. I read I read that issue, and Harry said that he got OsCorp, he got control of OsCorp back at that point. So it's like you know, okay, is he running uh, Osborne Industries now, and she's running her own separate thing? It's very he's vague. on the
1: run as Walter White right now.
5: Yeah,
4: but he he could he could still have a board of directors in place while he's on the. I mean, really, Slaw could maybe in the next issue, Slaw will have Liz give like exposition, you know, which the next issue will be up by the time this podcast is out, probably. But you know, we'll get a scene with Liz saying, "Oh yes, you know, Harry gave me the company and said that he that he was going on the run for a while or something." It's maybe there'll be an explanation, maybe there won't be, but like it's for me, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Liz can have a chemical company. It just. It was out of nowhere from her last few appearances, but I don't believe it's something that's like it wouldn't be like Nora Winter's walking in, you know, with
3: winter chemicals.
2: <laughs> well, let <ask> <laughs> Goblin Expert Jr. Your thoughts on Liz Allen's uh, chemical company?
3: I was kind of wondering that myself uh, because yeah. you know, with we we just don't know what's going on with Norman or or anything, but I, I there's no telling what Slot will come up with, well, or, or he says it, uh, or. Or if he'll say it's comic book guys, just roll with it. Uh, wow. I, I, you know, I was thinking too that you know once Harry came back and and uh, and Liz was, you know, she was asking for money that uh, you know she hired Chris and uh, Chris was able to. Yeah. You know, pull off a piece of Osborne for her. Like, okay, this is her settlement that she gets this part of Oscorp. You know, she gets the chemical company. You know, she doesn't get manufacturing or some other things, but as part of her settlement, she gets this, this particular uh, tentacle of the company. So mm. that's a possibility as well. But, you know, but then again, you know, who knows, you know, with slot, you know, it could be that uh, she inherited it and it was always, it was always Allen chemical or something, you know. <laughs> that, that, that was her father's.
2: It, it's funny that we're talking more about Liz Allen than the the goblins under the under the sewer or whatever. Boy or Miguel uh,
3: O'Hara the guy who made
2: him. <laughs> this is how big of geeks we are. <laughs> <know>. this, <laughs> On night. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's because lost. Liz
3: Allen is accomplishing is is more interesting <laughs> right now than the goblins have been in the last six months.
5: <laughs> oh, since well, the Goblin Lover man, um, that's a, that's well, slam. Can I? Can I can also say that? Uh, go ahead. Just, like, real quick, and yeah. in terms of uh, Miguel O'Hara, like, personally, I, I read the first eight issues that they released that trade, and, like, I'm not a huge fan of 2099. I don't I don't dislike him, but, like, I don't seem to have, like, like the adoration that a lot of you other guys seem to have. But I did think that, like, uh, in terms of, like, bringing him towards the mainstream Spider-Man title, it was a very solid job. I mean, I, I thought that was it was entertaining, yeah. and he seems different enough from both Peter and Ock, but still, you know, a Spider-Man character that I'm very interested to see
0: where he's going. Yeah, um... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't ahead, cut you off, but I just go wanted go to interject a little bit more on the um, <laughs> back on the Liz Allen thing, and ba- actually, based on <laughs> but, but based with, uh, it, it's sort of all of it, everything that Slot does to sort of connect the present day to 2099, I was very impressed with even even if Allen Chemical was something that was just made up for this issue, just the effort of trying to like create a sort of bridge between the present day and 2099 between with that and um, the connection between Tyler Stone and Tiberius Stone. Um, Because I I thought that Tiberius Stone was created by Dan Slott, but I was looking at some of the wikis online. He's actually just some random character from, like, Frank Tieri's Iron Man run in, like, the early 2000s that I guess Slott picked up on and decided that he would be an ancestor of Spider-Man 2099. So sort of pulling those bits together from all over the place is uh, a pretty damn good... uh, I,
2: I I concur. I will give slot
0: credit for that. And, I, I, I agree. And, and in all in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, uh, that was a really good call by Kevin. Uh, I was yeah. m- impressed by that.
2: And you know, it, it was hinted at in the issues you fellows said, but uh, I I think it's more feasible that uh, Horizon Labs is going to be Alchemax. Well, what well, the available of Alchemax.
4: The what? What's the last syllable of Alchemax? X. X. X,
5: yeah.
4: As in Alan Chemicals and Max Modell. Alan,
0: Al, Alchem or whatever.
5: Oh, if, good if, lord. If <laughs> how, and, do if X, Ma-
0: how do you get X from Max Modell just because they both have...
2: X. Yeah, X, Max.
0: yes. X. Yeah, that, that, that's how it's... it's, it's, it's not,
1: not... Yeah, Chris, it's Alchem. not Alchemax, it's Alchemax.
0: Oh, it's
4: Alchemax?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
4: so it's Alan it Chemicals and Max Modell. All right. Ooh. I guess
2: that... Josh is calling it early on that. That's I
4: awesome. stole that from
2: CBR.
5: That, uh, but also,
2: did you the issue? <laughs> <laughs> oh. they,
5: they said,
1: no, this isn't... He, he, he pops through like, is this Alchemax? And then they're like, oh no, we're not... Bought by Alchem yet, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's right there.
3: Al right, Kim. okay. Right.
4: But the Max Modell part of it, like, changing the name that I got from CBS. Okay, okay. I guess I, I, read
0: I read it wrong or something. See, I'm, I I'm new too. to this. I'm new to this. I thought it was Al Yeah, Kim. I, I, I,
4: I've read it so many
1: times that it's old hat to me.
0: One huh. thing that was huh. in the background that,
4: like, I did not notice till my second read, but Liz is with, like, a whole group of people, and aside from Tiberius Stone, the only one that she name-checks is this guy named Banks. I know. And, like, which I thought was a little weird. And then later on in the issue, Banks gets, like, a line and an exchange with Liz. So I feel like that's on purpose and that maybe there's something being planned for him or maybe I am dead wrong. But it was really weird, like, and this is this new character who's among this crowd of people. And look, he has a line later. So I'm actually really intrigued with um the whole... This whole Alan chemical intrigue thing because, in fact, at one point, like... I think that Liz is up to something, too, because there's that part where Ock is saying, you know, like, the enemy's in the car, and then you see a panel, and it's Tiberius Stone and Liz, and I feel like that was the art trying to tell us something.
5: Yeah. But the... Uh, um, uh, for, go ahead. For you, Brad. Yeah. Because um, you read everything, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, you're their boy. But um, did you know that <laughs> Did you know that Tiberius Stone was an uh, Iron Man character? Uh
2: not really. I get I guess.
0: Well, if you read the bios of no. him, he's a completely different character where and I almost to the point where maybe they're just different characters with the same name and like these um wikis have like rolled them into one, but like this guy is like in Iron Man apparently is, like banging Tony Stark's girlfriend and like has like flowing blonde hair, so he might not be the same guy, but his name is Tiberius Stone. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, he, he might not be the same guy, but he was named Tiberius Stone, and every like uh, Marvel database type site like, rolls him into the, yeah. being the same character.
2: Iron Man Volume 3, number 37, first appeared February 2001, according to the Marvel Wiki. Um
4: no I, well, I flowing blonde I, I, hair and you've messed with the wrong nerd after he's banging Tony Stark's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> <yeah>.
0: It's
4: odd. can't <laughs> uh, reconcile any, uh, that.
2: Any more pros? Any more pros?
1: Uh, I just want to reinforce the whole Stegman's art is just freaking yeah. gorgeous and this really makes me want a Peter David Ryan Stegman Spider-Man 2099 ongoing. Like make that happen and you have my money.
2: We're going to talk about this in the news segment, but I'll, I'll, we can briefly talk about it here. What if Slot's next mysterious book that he's writing is Spider-Man 2099, and not Peter David?
1: Uh, missed opportunity, but I'll read it.
2: Yeah. Any other thoughts
4: on that one? I doubt it for reasons that I'll get into when we discuss the topic.
2: Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, cons? Uh, let's move on to cons. One of the one, con, biggest cons for me is I ca- I'm caring less and less about the Goblin plot. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting more and more convinced it's not Norman in that mask. Anybody else you agree with that? that? I haven't
4: thought I it was Norman for a long time.
3: I mean, I have... this just this doesn't seem like Norman, does it, Jr. Oh, no, well, no, it doesn't. Uh, but again, yeah. that doesn't mean anything really when you think. about <laughs> I it. I know. I mean, and that and that's why I'm saying, and and I, I agree, it's a big con with me because it it's like if if this is this better be a damn good story because this yep. this 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 lead up is just almost relentless, you know, in teasing us and fooling with us. You know, oh boy, something really big is coming up. Something really big is coming up. Something really big is coming up! You know, and then if it doesn't, uh, that's going to be one huge letdown. And to me, if it's not Norman, it is already a letdown. Because I'm not not interested in seeing Harry go up against Spider-Octopus. I mean, I'm really not. I mean, I mean, you know, all all deference to Mr. Cushing's pre- uh, preference for Harry aside as as a villain, I'm not uh, interested. No, I I think
1: this doesn't feel like Harry to me, so I'm with you.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's not. I mean, it's it's, uh, you know, and if it's not Norman, you know, who who's going to be big enough to go against a, a combination of Spider-Man slash Doctor Octopus? Kevin, what
2: about the Gray
1: Goblin? Um, no. Um, No, it's
2: not
3: him either. I'm
1: I'm a fan of the Grey Goblin, but JR's right. I mean, Harry has that... I think the thing that makes Harry such a great villain to me is that personal connection with Peter, Um, and that's not something that you really care about versus Dr. Octopus. What this would be is kind of... If if you discount Venom and forget about him, then everybody pretty much would agree that Norman Osborn and Otto Octavius are Spider-Man's two biggest, greatest villain. So it would be seeing them go head-to-head. And anybody that's not Norman removes it from being that. But, yeah. I, even though you guys have been saying we don't know for a while, I was not convinced that this wasn't Norman until last issue, when Phil was being taken to him, and he said something about Norman Osborne and then he said, if this even is Norman, and no one answered him. So, mm-hmm. I am now convinced it's not Norman, but I don't know who it is. I'm a little bit worried since, um... They keep telling us something's going to happen with it in this story. Like, please, God, don't let it just be, like, Green Goblin 2099
5: landed a little bit farther back in the past. Here's a thought Uh, that uh, Donovan just came up with. Um, (laughs) Seriously? What if Norman is behind this, but the Green Goblin isn't Norman? Like, this is some guy working for Norman.
2: I I fully expect... It's going to be Norman laying in a bed hooked up to tubes like Amazing Spider-Man 2 is allegedly going to happen. And someone's in that goblin suit working for him. If the Indian guy from uh, the first... Nor- <laughs> Norman Oslo going to be sick because that's what I
3: think is going to happen.
4: It could be What's-His-Face um, what's, what's his face from Alan Chemical, Banks.
3: Screw that. <laughs> it was <lives laughs> a while now. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more interested in why Donovan all of a sudden started referring to himself in the third person like Bob Dole.
5: <laughs> because, because it's late and Bob Dole's getting tired. I mean, I'm getting tired. <laughs>
2: um, what's the other con? Uh, I had another one. For me, I've got, if you guys,
1: I've got just go ahead. um It's not a huge con. I mean, I did give it an A, so it, it didn't attract a whole lot. But I did think the yeah. opening was just a bit clunky because Slot was trying to cram in as much of yeah. the 2099 language and continuity porn in as little time as possible. Shut uh, the shock up. Exactly,
5: Jim
1: it. <laughs> a lot of that. Just there's like three different 299 specific curse words going on in quick succession, and then Spider-Man 299 is thinking about his whole continuity in his head as he's walking. So, <laughs> it,
2: <laughs> it, it, did, it didn't detract from the yeah.
1: issue too much for me, and it it went away quickly.
2: One quick pro I forgot to mention I liked that the uh, the ball teams were the lizards versus the spiders I thought that was really funny.
1: Highlighted <laughs> um, to me how freaking silly this book has been at some points.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True. I just thought that was funny. I don't know. Go ahead, Dom. Right, okay.
5: Oh, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, I want to you know bitch about Liz and Normie. Mainly, like I mean, I Normie, Yeah. I, I like Liz Allen as a character in, in Spider-Man's history, and I r- really like seeing her here. The Alan Kimmel thing has thrown me off uh, from a historical standpoint, but I don't really mind her inclusion. The art really makes her seem like this, like, you know, stereotypical, like, you know, oh, she's a CEO, so that means she's a bitch. And, like, I'm not sure where that's, where that's coming from. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's a total, like, like, trope. And, like, the dialogue kind of suggests it. She says, "Um, you know, oh, uh, Peter's an old friend. He gets a pass just this once. Like, what's your problem? And I know that, like, the last time we saw her, uh, you know, address Peter – uh, you know, that wasn't, when Brandon Day was not Back in Black, but that's not, that's not a continuity, that's not out continu- of continuity, but she doesn't remember that, but, um, I mean, she's kind of written to be this, like, oh, oh, she's a boss now, so she's antagonistic, and I feel that, that it's more of like, she's providing a trope for the story, rather than it's Liz Allen as a character, and I don't like that, further still, the hell is Norman Normie Osborne doing there, complete in suit, as though she's part of, he's part of her entourage, like, stole, to show up to, to I know, I'm sorry, uh, like, uh, just to uh, to to sell, the, to sell my threat, I'm going to show show it with my five-year-old son, mean-mugging you the entire time. Go ahead, Josh.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> mean-mugging, I like that. Wasn't he a Harry Potter character?
2: Uh, sure, why not? And also, Normie
4: Osborne, you know, like, still doing his, oh, I hate Spider-Man, and I've always him Because, you know, there wasn't a story um, during the reboot era where Normie got over his fear of Spider-Man and then was completely at ease at him afterwards. And, in fact, in stories that followed when he saw Spider-Man, he asked Spider-Man to sit and wait with him. That was something that he got over. But then there was a writer um, during Brand New Day that had Normie ripping Spider-Man heads off because they didn't bother to... You know, follow up with that little character development of Normie. So that th- th- that's cool. Let- let- let's let's go back Dan to
3: that. <laughs> that's
4: Dan Slott, dude.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> hey,
0: go ahead. Maybe uh, uh, maybe, Liz, ahead, maybe uh, Liz Allen is the Green Goblin. Whatever.
4: Um, I thought of it. She's like Spider Man's a friend, and I-, I thought about that, but I don't know if she can pull this off. I-, I I don't know. I think that she's up to something. I don't know if she's the Green Goblin
5: though. Justin, you right, did that,
0: I- That's what I'm hoping for.
5: Didn't you theorize that, like, it could be Gabriel for... You you came up with a theory, I I, I just now remember, about how it could be Gabriel. I forget why, though.
4: Yeah, I think I was just, like, having this open stream of consciousness, and I threw out Gabriel, and I I had a reason. And for some reason, I thought that I I, I could see Gabriel and Lily Hollister working together, and now that Lily Hollister is also back for no reason. Um, But, yeah, yeah, Normie...
1: Turn out to be gay, but I mean, I'm probably the person that has the least problem with Gabe Stacy in the world, and I would be disappointed by that because of how much they've built up this Green Goblin. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Another con for me is this is the second issue in a row where Spider-Man's about to s- assault the character, Buff- and Buff- he's Buff- stopped at the last minute. Captain America saved uh, Phil from getting uh, his head chopped off. Uh, Stone got saved from getting his ass whooped by 2099.
4: Well, what was his plan? He was going to beat him up until he said, all right,
2: all right, I'll give Verizon
4: yeah, blabs exactly. back in front of, yeah. like, the news and everybody.
2: <laughs> again, going back to Normie, has there ever been a story to say why he hates Spider-Man? Well, yeah, because yeah.
5: in, like, the J.M.D. Mateus run, like, see, you okay. seeing his dad, you know, get beat the shit out of right in front of him kind of made him mad. Um oh, so Spec 200. And Spider-Man died,
4: you know, while, like, doing something with his dad. I mean, his dad died while doing something with Spider-Man, excuse he me. Legi- he had legitimate reasons not to like him, but he got over them. He, he got over them, and it was followed up on in, like, a subsequent story. So, like, this was something that he had moved past, but, you know... Never mind. We can't be that. Um, but yeah, Normie I, and I know that in the past, yes, Liz has taken Normie with her to like business things. Like in Hobgoblin Lives, he's playing on the terrace with the babysitter while Liz is having business meetings with Flash Thompson. But no, it's not take your son to hostile takeover day. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like all right, hey honey, you want to see mommy come in and completely own this company?
2: Yeah, it's yeah. no, it's it. Bring your crayons. First
4: of all, it's like it's completely distracting to have. Oh, we lost Chris. Oh, he says he's signing off and signing back on. And I'm not supposed to read the chat window. Um. (laughs)
3: I but, um, but anyway, uh, you did. Go that? ahead. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, yeah. It's com- for, as someone who works with children, and you know, children who are probably emotionally disturbed as Nori Osborne is, it is very distracting in a business environment to have a child with you, especially under high-pressure circumstances like this. I'm guessing if she owns her own chemical company, she has the means to provide him with childcare, or I don't know. Maybe he should be in <laughs> school. Wait in the up car.
0: Not even she, he doesn't have
4: to wait. It's you don't take your first of all like
2: if you were he's just there to be mean mugging. like Don said. I, I know <laughs>
4: now I know nothing about the corporate world, and I'm not going to pretend to. But let's say you're in a business mean. If some CEO came in and said I'm in charge now, and she had her little kid with you, would you take her seriously? She's trying to present this I am a powerful woman thing, and she's like taking her kid to her. That's that's not professional.
1: I I feel like honestly that. We read a couple of Damian Wayne stories and forgot that that's not normal for anybody else.
5: (laughs) Could be. Even though he's been dead for six months whatever.
4: Right. And and why is Max Moldell being taken away in an FBI helicopter? That seems like hilarious. a waste of resources.
5: <laughs> <laughs> like after, after, all the, after all these years, uh, your t- time's up, Moldell. Get your hairy ass in there. Okay. And, Get your hairy and, ass. Oh, my. And I
4: wish Chris was here for uh, this next point that I wanted to make because he might, I mean, I guess he's more in the corporate world, you know, as being a lawyer. But I don't think that hostile takeovers work this way where, like, you know, the people come in like that day, saying, "Hey, I own this now." Like, aren't there memos? Aren't there like stuff sent? I-, I don't think that like the the CEO of the new company walks in that afternoon and says, "I'm in charge. This is how things are going to go."
1: Well, it probably Chris- also doesn't usually happen, uh, you know, when the,
2: in the current
1: boss got carried off to jail. Yeah,
2: Chris is back. Chris, you want to address Bertone's point about the, corporate the point that take-over? he didn't hear?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear the point, so. uh, but I'll just say that if you're expecting me to have any special expertise on corporate takeovers, um, I'll, I'll have to disappoint you.
5: You disappoint me, you <laughs> In disappoint me Chris. Okay.
4: In a corporate takeover, does it happen like... Yeah, never mind.
2: <laughs> In a corporate takeover, do they bring their kids with them? <laughs> <laughs> if, you wanna, if you
0: want to um, train that kid on how to be an Osborne, you do.
5: Oh, there you oh, go. Oh,
0: yeah. There you go. Well,
5: there's also... Th- I mean, like, one. La- I know we're about to move on, but one last thing. There is a bit of like... Doesn't he set up... Uh, uh, Peter puts a spider sense He's like You're a bad man A very bad man Mwah.
2: You know there was one of those AR codes And I hardly ever I, 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 I've tried several AR codes And they don't they work They never
4: work for me Yeah
2: they don't they, they I'm hot and cold with them But there was an AR code Right by Normie Saying you're a bad man Or something like that And I, I, I wanted to hold my phone up to it I'm like Eh I'll probably be this point isn't there an AR code next to when when uh, Normie talks to Spidey? Yeah, yeah that's
5: all sort of when it. he has no eyes. You're a bad oh. little boy. <laughs> it almost
3: reminds me of Bill mummy in the Twilight Zone episode from years ago.
5: Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely that vibe. Yeah.
2: Overall, it wasn't a bad month for Spider Comics. I don't think we had pretty high grades, relatively, don't you think? I enjoyed
5: these books. Very- I mean, I mean, there's always like a the this that kind of like you know get get us scratching, but like it's, it we we honestly
0: can't say that like these weren't good issues. I mean, come on. Superior Spider-Man yeah. has had an upswing in quality the past few months, in my opinion.